Hello, and welcome to the Vitality Women Leading Audaciously podcast. I am Jennifer Helene, CEO of Purposeful Ventures, devoted to naturally innovative solutions for the realignment of humanity. We believe that stories connect us, dismantling the illusion of separation, causing healing. This interview will be 20 to 30 minutes long, and I look forward to sharing on Common Ground. Hello and welcome to Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. Today, I am so excited to have my guest, Sandy Levy Lundian. She is the creator of On Purpose Teachings and Trainings and author of a book that I'm so excited to be talking about. And I just feel this brimming over of wisdom, and I'm just so excited to welcome her to the show. So welcome, Sandy. Thank you for being here today. Please tell us about yourself. Right. So I would say that if I was going to tell you about myself, I would say that I've been doing what I do for the past, I'd say my whole lifetime from seven years old. So I, I you know, I don't feel I'm any different than I was when I was seven in the sense that I, I thought the same way. I was always interested in how people uh, heal. I grew up in the Bronx and that was part of my life because I was born in New York City in a tenement. And I watched a lot of people go through a lot of crises, even as a small child. Mm-hmm. And my mind was always on how can I help them release their pain? Because I watched it constantly. And that was a major focus of my life. Mm-hmm. And it still is. How do people release their emotional pain? Or why does one person have a happy, joyous, seem to be easy life? And why does another person suffer as if they're going through trauma after trauma after trauma? and drama after drama after drama. And and that is what my concentration was even as a child. I didn't play that much. I was more interested in talking to adults, asking them questions and formulating ideas. My mother asked me if I was writing a book, but I never I never felt that I would ever write a book, but I have just done that. Excellent. Um, well, you know, you Thank and I have, have that in common. Uh, I am, I've been constantly obsessed ever since I was a little girl about helping people uh, translating when they couldn't be understood or heard and and healing. It's just been the focus of my life. And life has probably brought you a lot of things that would help to teach you. I wouldn't say, I don't know if I want to say trauma or turmoil, but um, clearly you have a gift and that's why you've been doing what you've been doing for so many years. Do you think you were born with it or do you think you developed it or is it a combination of both? I think I was born with it. I came, I think everybody has gifts that they're born with, mm-hmm. but most people don't recognize them. They, I call that a special purpose, a life purpose. And the work that I do, which involves A Course in Miracles also, calls it your special function. And that each person came to earth with special gifts that only they have in the way they have it. And we recognize it in our friends, what these special gifts are especially our women friends that we get close to. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we share it with them because yeah. they may not see it because women don't, most women don't really acknowledge their gifts and their talents. Yeah. They have to be taught to do that or acknowledged to do that. It's hard for us to take in uh, these kinds of awarenesses of our special uh, function, what I call a special function. But everybody has this. You know, I've worked with thousands of people. I'd say I work with 40,000 people in my career. Mm. 
And I recognize in each one of them, their special gifts and special function and their special talent once I get to know them. And my life has been about how can I help them use it, live it, be it, give it away, contribute it. I love it. You know, my my holding company is called Purposeful Ventures. And so when I was Very reading nice. about all of your work, your purpose work, because I think a lot of the educational system right now is not really focusing on why we're here. When children become young adults, it's kind of like good luck. You know, we don't really have a, a bridge between the end of high school and the beginning of adulthood. And to show us that, you know, why are we here? What is it that we're majoring in? Why are we even going to college? You know, all these things. And so it's almost like at that point, unless you've got a great family who's purpose-driven, you know, there's a, a huge gap in, in what we're seeing actually as our culture and society today. And it sounds like you've helped so many tens of tens of thousands of people along their journey in finding their purpose. And there are a lot of women listening today, Sandy, that are not in jobs they like. They're they're in relationships that don't feel right. And so what would you guide them to do to, to get closer to their purpose? Right. So to me, everybody deserves to live their purpose. That our, you know, we only know about that we have one life right now and we're all going through it or in it. And if we don't live our purpose, it's kind of like we're wasting time of our and energy and our gifts and our talents. So, you know, many, many years ago, I got to, I got to work with Barbara Sher's company called uh, Women's Success Teams. I don't know if you ever heard of Barbara Sher's book called Wishcraft. She was one of the first people in the world to say, you can go for your talent and put it in a career or business, what you love to do and what you're good at. Years later, Marsha Sinclair wrote the book, Do What You Want and the Money Will Follow. These were forerunners in the career, hmm. in the career. And also at that same time, Frances Hall had offered me a, a large sum of money to write a book about this. And I would have been before them, actually, because actually I've been doing this since I was a little girl. Yeah. That each person. So if they don't know what it is, one of the easiest ways to do to find this out is to ask 10 friends. The question, what do you think I'm really good at? What do you what do you feel you've seen me do that's outstanding that you would acknowledge me for or think that this is unusually unique to me? What do you think a person like me would want to do with their lives? Given these talents that you say I have, and could you make a list? What do you think a person like me would want to do with their lives at the highest level? And then I also asked that person, if you could do anything in the whole world, what would you really, really want to do from all your heart? I asked them that 10 times, by the way, mm -hmm. and see how the answers are, are consistent. I'll give you an example. Many, many years ago when I was in Women's Success Team doing everybody's vision, because my job in the seminar was to help them create the vision and do the tasks. Right. And I didn't even know that I had a talent in that up until the time <laughs> they asked me to do it. I had no idea that I would be good at this. It was like the, my favorite thing I've ever done. And um, I had a woman who, who was about 75 years old who wanted to be on the stage and be a ballerina. And she had dreamed of being a ballerina her whole life. So, you know, with my unlimited mind, which, you know, I think outside of a box, I don't think there's a limit. We don't have to have limits. Limits is something we create out of fear in many yeah, cases. I know. And guilt. Yeah. So if we're unlimited in our thinking, what I said to her was this, and I fit and I finished. I said, you could volunteer at any stage you wanted to be in. 
You could do the curtains. You could do the, you could dance out in a ballerina costume and introduce the show. <laughs> you could, you could do, you could do anything you wanted to do that you were brave enough. That's the big word. Had the courage to do to show up in full expression as if you wanted to be the person you always dreamed you could be. And she did it. She went to a theater that was right in her neighborhood. She told them what her dream was. They said, sure, let's just try it once or twice and see how the audience likes it. And she ended up to be able to do that. Then there was another thing. I mean, I can tell you story after story. I've seen the most miraculous things in my lifetime. And not all of them are in my new book, I Just Want Peace. So I have to write uh, a, a sequel. Maybe I'll call it Beyond Your Imagination. Oh, I love that. Beyond right. Your Imagination. I'll, and I'll give you an example. When I was working with Women's Success Team, I had a woman who was, maybe she weighed 450 pounds. She was very, very big. And um, I said to her, well, what what is it that you really would want to do if you could do anything? And she said, if I could do anything, I would give the gift of what I am, which is a container of love and support. Anybody could sit in my lap. Anybody could be here with me. I could hold anybody because I'm big enough to hold them and cuddle them and rock them. And so we created a, bus a business making her everyone's grandma in which people could come and select their menu before they came. Like they could have hot dogs, they could have chicken soup, they could have chocolate fudge, they could have, and she would make their heart's desire. She would feed it to them. They were like children and she would hold them and sing them their favorite songs and they would get love and cuddling and even touching, touching. This is before we weren't allowed to touch anybody. This goes back many, many years and holding them. And, and it was successful and it was popular. Because people don't have a place where they can just be touched, feel cuddled, be loved, and not have it be a sexual thing. Right. Yeah, that's so sweet. I love those stories. Yeah. So, you know, I, so I grew up with the Course in Miracles. So my you mom, did. yeah, she used to have these groups at our house, and um, we used to study the Course in Miracles every week. And well, not just every week. I mean, just all, you know, all the time. Actually, she 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 must have had when she died. I don't know, 16 return to love books. I mean, she was really, wow. really, yeah. I mean, she just, but she was really embodied uh, that work. And, you know, she was, you know, very much Christian. My father was Jewish. Oh. Um, but, you know, I was, I was thinking the other day, it's like the more we pray, the more um, problems we get, you know, oh, I pray for more clients or then we get, you know, so many clients. I pray for clients that are not so, you know, disorganized or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And so I came to this conclusion that, you know, you just have to pray for peace. Because right. actually everything will then just work out and be right. you know, all magically into place. And so I love the title of your book. Please tell us about your book um, and why after 40 plus years or actually 70 years, it sounds like you've chosen this particular book with this particular title. What, what is it about peace? I, mean, I had a, a revelation recently, but I want to hear yours. Right. So when I was a little girl, when people would ask me, what do you want? I would answer them the same way. Always. I just want peace. As the answer, no matter what anybody asked me, I would answer that. One day when I was in Bellingham going down in my car, driving past a few homeless people, and I always read their signs and what is it they're looking for? Because, you know, I help people find what they're looking for. That is something that I am really good at. Mm -hmm. And so if some sign would catch my eye and I could think of something that I could do to be helpful, yeah. then I'm going to get out and I'm going to stop the car and I'm going to come back. So I see this big sign. He says homeless. And so we had that conversation again. You know, I said, 
you know, what, what, you know, when you say homeless, then nobody knows exactly what you want here. Are you looking for a home? Right. Do you want to have some money for food? Do you looking for a, a job? Are you looking for a community? What is, what is the sign actually supposed to say to somebody who's passing like myself? And I said, well, what is it you really, really want here? And he told me, I just want peace. Hmm. So with that in mind and what, what he said and what I said as a little girl, I decided to call it, I just want peace. Many people try to change the title. I'm sure. Know, many things. Uh, they said, oh, no, that not that might not That's be like sell. And that is exactly what they said. And I said, no, I don't think we can change the title. I don't want to change the title. I'm not going to change the title. It's going to be called I Just Want Peace because that says it all to me. That is the most important thing to have is peace, inner peace, inner peace with each person releasing their conflicts, releasing their upset will lead to a world of outer peace. If we each do the job of clearing whatever is in the way at any level of our emotional uh, state that stops us from having peace. That's right. That's so beautiful. Do you feel like you have achieved inner peace? Like, is it, is it a destination? Is it a practice? Is it something that's on a um, spectrum? You know, cause I feel like sometimes peace, like meditation, it's like this thing that's outside of us. It's somewhat unreachable, but at the, at the, at the end of the day, it's like, Yes, it's a way of being, but it's also a practice. That's at least my perception. But I'm curious what you think. I, I, I agree with you. It is a practice to get to inner peace, whatever happens. In other words, if I get into a, what I call a trigger or see something that upsets me, then I do what I call the, the power clearing process or the clearing, which is something that you know I got through a crisis in my own life 30 years ago, a whole process that takes you always to inner peace. And it takes you out of your ego pain always. And I've, I've never seen anybody not be able to use it on any subject as long as they follow the guidelines. And that's what took me 10 years to describe it in such a way that a person would be able to use it in this book. Mm. And, you know, I always thought that maybe that with the, I could never write this book because the only place a person could learn this, this technology would be in my trainings. I have 24 different trainings or in my coaching practice as a life coach or counselor or from say the 400 people that I trained uh, systematically in the process who are power clearing coaches. Mm. So, but when I finally got it to the point where we have described it in the book, I am ecstatic because anybody who really reads it and studies it, it's like a manual and a guide can learn it. Mm, I love it. And they also, in the back of the book, I list maybe, oh, 60 coaches who have all agreed besides myself to get anybody who wants to call half an hour of their time to go over anything they want to go over, either from the book or from their own lives or how the power clearing process works or whatever. So they all get a free half hour. That's incredible. And so where can people find the book? Right now they can find it on Amazon. Okay. And I'll show you the book. I hope you can see it. See it. Can you see it now? Wait, here, switch it over around the other side. It's upside down. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So for those of you who are just listening, the title is, I just want peace, a guide to lasting peace in your life and in the world. And there's an illuminated Lotus on the cover and it's really extremely inviting. I just want to open it up and, and read the last yeah. book that I read like this was about the Essenes gospels of peace. And it was creating peace by being peace by Gabriel cousins. And I know that. Yeah. You do know that book. Yeah. yeah it's a fantastic um, book. 
<laughs> um, but peace is a worthy aim and it, it, it is the thing that you can't purchase, right? Okay. It is the thing that, that I think every human heart desires because through that we, we attain the freedom that we want. So it's not a surprise that it's a bestseller for men, men's spirituality, because, you know, it's oftentimes, you know, I'm, you know, in a, in a kind of, you know, not a fight, but you know, like I'm, I'm expressing my discontent and my partner's like, you know, I can, I can just hear him saying, I just want peace, but he's not saying it, but I can just right. I feel it. It's like, I just want right. peace. And I think it's a right. right. What does that mean? Because when I ask myself, like, let's say I'm triggered, like you said, mm-hmm. and I say, I just want peace. Then there's a lot of different things you might do. You might escape. You might procrastinate. You might shut down. Right. You might um, retaliate, which is definitely not going to give you peace. But like, there's all these different ways that we have uh, in- trained ourselves to obtain peace. And some of them are actually quite unhealthy, aren't they? Numb out with drugs, alcohol, right. oh, um, yeah. Escape. escapism, Escape. into wellness, even yoga, like all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. You know, so Escape. All these strategies we use to try mm-hmm. to get to peace. And they're kind of not, they're kind of short lived, would you say? Right. Temporary. It can be temporary. Yeah, get there right now, but it won't last. So we're looking for something that will give us lasting peace. That's what everybody is looking for. It really right. is. So how long does this process take? Well, it doesn't take that long. Uh, you know, when I do it with somebody, I go through their whole history. So I go through all the traumas and the conflicts and their relationships with their mother, their father, in terms of fear and guilt and how they blame themselves or relationships that were significant. That's the part that takes me a little more time than actually the clearing itself. So that I understand what am I clearing? Yeah. And in the book, it describes how do you find out what do you need to clear or what do you need to let go of? Because it could be many things, but there's bottom lines here. And that's why I've listed it and, and gone over it so that anybody who reads it can actually do it. Yeah. And especially if they're going to, if they're not going to use a therapist, they can use a friend. Yeah. Uh, or someone they trust. But it has to be someone who doesn't see them in a box. Right. Words, that doesn't think, oh, they have this problem or that problem. Maybe not a family member. It can be. As long as they are willing to, to get come from the place I'm about to say. One of the things that makes me good at what I do is I, I always start out with the idea, I know nothing. I don't want to think I know the answer because when you know the answer, you can't see the answer. Yeah. So I never make up that I've seen, know the answer, exactly what they're going to clear. I thought blank slate. Wow. And I ask myself, what do they need to clear? What do they need to clear? What is the most important things to clear? Mm. Because I work with people in a, in a short time in general, like maybe I'll do 12 hours, maybe I'll do 16, maybe I'll do four hours. It's not like I'm doing this over years. And sometimes people come back after a period of time and do some more work with me. So I'm, I'm giving them tools so that they can go on with their own life and that they can become an independent clearer. Yeah, I love that. An independent clearer. That's great. Yeah. That should be like a title. I'm an independent clearer. That's right. That's right. And, and because we have so many things going on all day long, we all have to be an independent clearer. We do. We do. I mean, I was really present this week to how often I push something down because I'm too busy or I push it out. Right. And project. Right. I'm like, Ooh, I gotta, you know, I really got to get better and quicker at, you know, pushing things through, but I love independent clearer. That's brilliant. One of my other top books is uh, by Hawkins called letting go. I don't know if you've ever read it before. Right. right. It's a really, really powerful book, but I have to find that one. I, you mean, you mean, uh, he also wrote, uh, Power, Power brings his force. His right. last book of his career was called letting go. Amazing. I didn't know that. 
And it's one of my uh, absolute favorites, very condensed. Um, but I just want peace. It's such a great title. I'm so glad you didn't compromise on that. And no, I wouldn't change it. Not, okay. <laughs> one, of my, one of my closest friends always said when she talked about my book, she called it, I only want peace. I considered that top, that, that title. That was the yeah. only title I considered. I, I only want peace, but I stuck with the original one with the homeless man. And I have a picture in here of the homeless man in my book. Oh, well, those of you who can't see her, she is so joyful. Like there's just so much joy bubbling out of your every pore. I mean, your heart, your, your, your eyes, everything. And so it's just such a joy actually to just sit with you and be here. Um, and it's an honor as well. I do want to know uh, in your own life, and this is, I feel like the question isn't really relevant, but I ask every guest on the Vitality podcast about how they achieve uh, what they consider to be balance in their life. Because, you know, you, you've got, you've got your business, you've got your clients, you've got your big heart, you know, you're giving, I'm sure all the time to everyone. I get that sense about you. I don't know if it's true. Um, but, you know, how do you uh, balance things for yourself? Well, one thing I want to say, one of my best friends from Sweden sent me this peace sign. I want to show it. And because uh, this has something to do with it. And, you know, she said this was the peace sign that we had. I don't know if you can see it in the six. You know? OK, a little higher. This way, way. Yeah. For those of you who can't see it, it's a silver peace sign on this really fun red beaded long necklace. Right. Real. It's real beads. It's real stones. Nice. And recently this weekend, I bought this from another lady. This is another. She called it a peace mala. She called it a peace oh. mala, and every single aspect of it, she prayed on each bead, every single aspect of it. Beautiful. And, you know, this was the thing when I started to work at Women's Success Team, that question, how can we be a successful mother us, and maybe be in a successful relationship and still go for the maximum level of our dream or our career? So, so one thing that I said to people always, and the most important part of this is, is actually is to think about what is it that's going to make you feel good every day? And I'm not talking about once a week, about every day. Mm. You know, will it be that you walk in the woods? Will it be that you sit outside and meditate? Will it be that you take a bubble bath with essential oils? Would it be, do you have to see, what is it, what is it a massage? Would you like to have a massage? You know, even every day, because in, in, the, in the busiest part of my career, when I was really working 14, 16 hours a day, I had a massage site three times a week just to let go of all that I was holding. And when I was in the training, I had a massage every day. The training usually takes 72 hours. And I had every single person in the room massaged mm. just so they could let go. So in other words, what is it that will help us let go and just come into a place of peace inside of ourselves? First blocking out what do we need for ourselves that's the key and that's the hardest thing to acknowledge what is it that i want to have and give myself and give myself permission right i think to so feel what good is your, what is your i love the questions you're asking they're gonna it's so valuable and i hope the listeners right now are really asking themselves <laughs> a question what do you do what, what brings you peace like one thing that I, I i take a very early walk in the morning with my dog i have a 17 year old cocker spangle that somebody gave me and, you know, whatever time the dog wakes me, could be five, could be six, could be seven. I'm up, I get dressed, I run out there okay. and, you know, I'm walking in a very peaceful neighborhood. Um, if the dog could go to the park, because I live on a 280 acre park, if that dog could walk to the park, I would go there. But it's still a little too far for her at 17. So and um, but that's the first thing I start out with is nature. Yeah. 
and then then spiritual thoughts, whether it's by reading the Course in Miracles book, the cards, just being with myself. But I start out that way instead of pushing myself. So just start out in being this. That's a big thing. Don't don't go to doing this before you've embodied being this. So true. Yeah. And if you do that, you're going to get very frantic at some point during the day where you feel very stressed. Yeah. So if you got to be at being this before you go to doing this. Yeah. One very famous person who was in the training world always says it goes be, do, have. Mm-hmm. You got to be at being this to go to doing this to have whatever you want to have. That's right. Absolutely. Oh, so beautiful. It's really, really wise, deeply, deeply wise. So thank you for that. I want to also show this other book. I went international bestseller in both these books within the last two years. And this was an amazing experience to work with these 19 women on this anthology called the art and truth of transformation for women. Mm. Because most women are getting to a point at some point where they think there's something more to my life than I'm actually doing or giving myself. That's right. Meaning how can I transform my life to be the life I always dreamed of when I was a little girl? Mm. Because we have dreams when we're little girls. Yeah. And those are the dreams that we're looking for here. Yeah. Interesting. I'm not sure I can remember mine. I wanted to be a psychiatrist. Hmm. And I, and I ended up very similar to that work, you know, in my life. Yeah, I wanted to help people figure out their mind. And that's the only thing I could think of, that only a psychiatrist could do that. Mm. Yeah, I don't think I remember what I wanted to, to do when I was a little girl. I don't think I remember. Maybe at one point you'll remember. <laughs> well, I was I was also, like, you know, because I think these dreams and ideas come into us like around seven, right? Between seven. Yes. And, and they come before that, but I think we really, but and so between seven and nine, I was in a wheelchair, seven and 10, actually. So you I was you're in a wheelchair. I was in a wheelchair. They, they thought I had leukemia, but I had a, oh. rare, a bone marrow infection. So I was in kind of health crisis mode and just in the hospital a lot. Um, so I think that like, like you said, trauma sometimes takes up a lot of the space. So for right. me, it's just to be well and to be, you know, normal. And uh, luckily I had a fantastic mother right. who supported me and who stood by my side and um, who took great care of me. But yeah, so it's so, uh, yeah, sometimes I think what I've chosen to do is a result of that experience, right? Of, of not having my health and then really wanting it. Um, and then of course she, she ended up dying at 59. Wow. She died early. Yeah. And one of her causes of death was severe obesity. And so uh, wow. I knew that if I could make being healthy, tasty, abundant, and fun, you know, like I could save, you know, a thousand people, you know, or more what I've already worked with thousand over a thousand people, but you know, like I, I have to, I have to devote my life to this because, you know, right. she would have, she would have done it if she, if, if she knew, if I knew then what I know now, she, she would have still be alive. <laughs> I think so. But who's to know who's to say, yeah, who's that's, to say. Not, that's not for us to really decide. Yeah. It's not for us to evaluate because we don't know what her path was and why she, why she died. Yeah. I want us to go back real quick. I know we're taking a little bit more time than usual, but um, you've seen a lot in your life as a woman. I've seen a lot. And so I feel like my generation is the first generation where we have these, what seem to be unreasonable demands on ourselves to be mother, wife, entrepreneur, or, you know, full-time working. And it was just my mother and my grandmother that was somewhat taboo to work. Like, you know, it was a little bit frowned upon if you had to work. And so I just, you know, with all the work that you've done around purpose, 
And what you see now in terms of the demands that society and women themselves are making on themselves, how do you think we're going to navigate through this mess? Because you, and I call it a mess because you see the breakdown of the family unit. And I, and I, I think it's because of what's happening with women. And although I'm super excited that we have this freedom and the liberation and we can vote and we can be proactive and breadwinning and all that kind of stuff. And we're capable beyond imagination. Um, but I, you know, I'm just really curious to hear your insights on this and how your work, um, you know, comes into, into the, the picture. So when I started my career, as I mentioned in 1979, 1980, my professional career, um, I was at women's success team at the time of the women's movement where many women were leaving, leave, leaving their husbands, leaving their relationship and wanting to go out on their own, yet they'd never had the experience of being on their own and didn't really know a lot of things about the world, money, finances, taking care of themselves, you know, in real estate and all kinds of investments that they ended up to have in the settlement of their divorcers. Right. So they, you know, that was part of what I did at Women's Success Team was ask them a whole lot of questions and see if I could help them figure out, navigate their life. So it was like, the beginning of where we are today, 40 years ago. Yeah. Okay. So today we have a lot of different stresses. We can all be and do and have what we want to have. If we have the first thing, which is the most important thing, inner peace. Mm-hmm. Because if we have inner peace, we will have our health in general. We will not be stressed out, which will create conditions everywhere in our body. So the most important thing is back to the original basic idea. How can we each go for inner peace in our life right now? And what tools are we going to use? Because we all have to have tools. We're not going to get there without tools, whether it's meditating, whether it's uh, something that I have here in the power of clearing, whether it's reading certain spiritual books and following those uh, tools or those mantras or those practices. We all have to have a practice of attaining this. Then we are we are able to navigate our lives, whatever comes to us in terms of the dramas or the crises or the traumas that we go to, that we have to all go through to evolve. Because, you know, I'm embodying the idea that we all came here to earth with specific assignments to clear this or go through this. I I believe that. Yes. And each one had a different story of what they came for. Ultimately, everybody is clearing what I call guilt, fear, and separation. I've never seen anybody not working with those three ideas, guilt, fear, and separation, that we feel separate from ourselves even, or separate from the God that we are particularly uh, aligned with, or separate from our family, or separate from our friends, or separate from our bosses, or separate from our career. Some people wake up every day and they think they have to go to work, have to. It's a choice. It's a choice. No one has to do anything. Right. So I never say I have to do anything. Because if I had to say that, I'd be in resistance to it. Mm. I choose it. I'm going to do it. I am willfully going to do it. I'm joyfully going to do it. If I'm not at joy, I'm not going to do it. In other words, if I'm going to clean the kitchen, unless I'm in joy with it, I won't do it right now until I get there. <laughs> yeah, that's a big that's a big idea. That's That idea was first um, formulated in the first spiritual community in the world at Finhorn. Mm. That's where it actually came from. The original ideas of joy as work and peace came from Finhorn in Scotland, which Mm. I visited many times. Mm. 
Uh, Eileen Caddy was my spiritual grandmother. She wrote 19 books on world peace and inner peace. I didn't know that. Interesting. Right. Mother was very connected to Scotland where she's a Wallace, you know, where where, that's uh, my genes. Mm. Yes. Are you part of, are you part of being Scottish? Well, yeah, my mother's blood. I mean, she's Wallace. She's right. She's Wallace. Well, you know, my, one of my closest friends, his name is Bob Han. He's also Wallace. Yeah. And I spent a lot of time with him. He has a metaphysical bookstore called Wise Awakening with a sound chamber. So he also is a Wallace. And he, he walked the whole stairs and everything. Oh, I'd love to do that one day. But, you know, we are ferociously loyal and we are, you know, we, you know, it's a it's a it's a thing. It's just in our blood. Right. We can't help it. But uh, I love knowing about this teacher that you had and right. where this came from. And so what I'm hearing you say is that even in these times that are so demanding, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just that we have to find practices that cultivate inner peace. That's right. That's and that is going to help us deal with what we are. We're dealing with so much now in our lifetime. We have never, ever thought that we'd ever see what we are seeing today. Mm-hmm. I am in such shock when I watch the news. And, you know, as a Course in Miracles student, I look at life, at, you know, when I see the news, I'm looking at it as a, for, a forgiveness process. Yeah. You know, I'm forgiving everything I see. I can't even believe what I'm seeing in terms of the shootings. Doesn't the feel real the and the crime. I mean, it's so un- it's so unbelievable to the life I grew up as a child. I'm, I you know, know the safety that I experienced compared to what I can see right now in the world. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's so much we have going on here that we never ever thought we'd ever see. I know, I know. So we have to have tools to bring us back to peace, no matter how upset we get. It's true. You know, I, I moved to Switzerland when I was eight. Yeah, sorry. Uh, how old was I? 24. And I remember I made really good friends with the daughter of the uh, ambassador for India. And we went to the, his home and he gave a speech about inner peace. And that was, I think, the first time that I really thought about peace in that context. I was always thinking about love as a Christian, you know, and uh, and peace, of course, was part of, of Christ's, you know, message. But, you know, love seemed to take the, the the forefront. But this peace, he said, you know, we can only have peace in our in our world when we have inner peace. And that is the solution. Right. So between forgiveness right. and peace, uh, it's like your life is a prayer, isn't it? That's right. My <laughs> life is a prayer. What's funny about this, when I bought this peace peace necklace i also bought the forgiveness necklace that goes with it which is made out of amethyst <laughs> and the most beautiful lady made it and she prayed and put put forgiveness into every purple bead oh. so it is it is essential these two things go together peace yeah. and forgiveness that is exactly right and the power clearing process is a process of forgiveness yeah so those are you giving pick up a copy on amazon i just want peace isn't that right, right. That's right. I must want peace. That's right. Yeah. And um, do you have any last words of wisdom for our listeners today, Sandy? Right. Everybody is an unlimited being of light and love. Mm. And they have to actually find a way to see themselves that way. And with that idea of their unlimitedness and their connection to their pure divinity state of their spirit, of their love state, of their unique God self, as their own unique being, they will all attain the life that they dream of. But it's a question, and it's a question of them finding that inner peace as their first guide. That's the most important point. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. Please contact me if you're interested in cultivating more vitality at jennifer-helene.com on the contact page. If you know this episode would be of value to your community, please share it on all of your social media channels. Maybe you are a successful working mom who would like to share your story on this podcast. Please visit podcast.jennifer-helene.com backslash podcast-guest to apply. And you might know someone who would be an ideal guest. If so, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. I absolutely love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team in getting the word out about how to realign humanity with purpose. Purposeful Ventures is a company that is helping moms succeed in revitalizing their lives, relationships, businesses, and health. Please join a more personal conversation by working directly with me, joining my private Facebook group or one of my programs. This is Jennifer Helene, and thanks for spending your precious time with me. Thank you.